Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome into another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is the second week of February, and you know what that means. We are covering a movie from 1976. We have done one from every year since 1970, every week, 1970, 71, 2, 3, 4, 5, and now we're up to 6 here. I am Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by Joseph George. What is up, homie? What is up? It's always a pleasure to be here. It's always a pleasure to have you. And for 1976 here, we're talking Taxi Driver starring Robert De Niro. And uh, what a, what a, what a movie. Uh, what a movie. The darkest, the darkest we've gone thus oh, far, yeah. far mm-hmm. and away. And I've heard plenty about this film in the past. Uh, this was my first viewing, however. Mm-hmm. And I really did not know what I was in for. Nope. Even with the even with the direct comparison I've gotten to the Joker, uh, and boy oh boy, after seeing this movie, is it like oh, a mirror so the image? Joker, the Joker is literally made because this movie exists. Mm-hmm. Like the script is the exact same. Like, goes through legitimate costume changes, like, legit. Yeah, like... Uh, like, like mirror. I, it's literally the same movie. Like, uh, just with a different twist, you know? A clown instead of a taxi driver is, li- like, literally the only difference. That's it. And, like, uh, just have different hobbies, you know? One's, uh... Yeah, I'd, uh, I don't know. It was, it like, what a role to have to fill. For one, like that's what I kept thinking about. Yeah, like, that's a uh, having to play that role. role. Yeah, like yeah, whoa, that like a weird headspace you have to enter for that for sure. But let's uh, let's yeah. lay the groundwork for the people. Taxi Driver released February ninth, nineteen seventy six. Interestingly enough, as we are here on February eleventh, uh, that's kind of fucking crazy if you ask me. Wild how that lined up there. Uh, written by Paul Schrader and directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, and this is really, like, I got this, I got the DVD for this. I got a, a collector's edition from sometime in the 90s or 2000s and uh, got it for real cheap. But on the on the box it says that this is the one that launched Paul Schrader as a writer, launched Scorsese as a director, and launched De Niro as an actor. And I will say... That's a bold statement. Coming coming off of a 1974's Godfather 2, uh, where he played a young Vito Corleone and was nominated for Best Supporting Actor and won. Say that's probably his launch there. 
Maybe I'd say so too. Yeah, I mean, like, as a leading man, perhaps. Uh, true. And boy, did he he have a role to fill here, and I'd argue he filled it well. He did a great job. Like he made me feel uncomfortable. Um, if that was his goal, um, or if that was the goal of this movie, which I think it was, uh, make you physically cringe a few times. Yeah, like uh, you get you had that like. You know, just like it's hard, just physical cringe. Everyone knows, like everyone's cringed before. Um, yeah, this is there's... a uh, this is another one that is interesting to watch in the modern day mm. because several components of it have not aged particularly well. There's two types of cringe in this movie. There's the cringe of just the, the time is different, and a lot of things are just not acceptable. And then there's the cringe of like, uh, like you feel bad for De Niro, like his character, like that cringe, it, the secondhand embarrassment cringe, yeah, um, of yeah. like whenever he's like just getting denied or like uh, just he's so awkward, like it. it ha- oh my god, I could not even act that awkward, like. That's so hard to do. Like, I couldn't ima- – like, the si- like the amount of time between, like, sentences, like, the just awkward pauses. When he would just sit we- there and stare at somebody. Oh, my God. And just God. be like – Oh, like, you have – like, he had to have been just on something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I Like, method acting or – I don't know, like – there's no way a normal person can just go from normal life and switch into that and then go home and then be like, all right, I'm a normal, I'm a normal guy now with a family. Like, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's interesting. And it is interesting to see how Robert De Niro has aged and who he's become and like in the public eye and stuff. Like he was very, very vocally like fuck Trump and, like he's very he's a pretty far left individual it seems and i would not have guessed that from from taxi driver i mean you know he's got the worker class spirit but uh boy oh fucking boy he was just fed up i guess you know he's he was fed up too dirty well, it's, up Flushed the i toilet. think the the thing that really really like you know you got a veteran Mm-hmm. who's clearly seen shit that's got to be why he's not sleeping at night uh almost certainly nothing's helping uh so what do you do you go to the porno theaters and you try to become a taxi driver and do all this and that and whenever you are an insomniac in 1970s new york city who cannot sleep at night it'll lead you down some gritty paths apparently oh yeah uh, yeah, it was it was hard to watch, like, and just like you really see it the first time he takes uh he takes her out on a date, mm. and he takes her directly to the porno theater and is like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I just thought this was, <laughs> I, I just thought this thought was a normal thing like to do yeah. on a first date." Yeah, like, <laughs> like he like, are they like? This is, like, part that, like, confused me a little bit. Like, are they just playing it off that he's just, like, socially inept? Like, he's so, 
um like the like just being a soldier just made him so like is is that what they're going for or like does, is does he have like something i think he's got something chemically wrong yeah uh, he is he is actively psychotic like it's okay. not cuz he, he's taking he's taking meds and yeah, i they never yeah. and, like explain what they are it just shows him taking them under like stressful situations you know yeah so i can only assume that it, they're you know meds for some psychological problem um but i don't know like they kind of uh like he's dumb like oh, yeah. like like there's just not in like a mean way i i don't mean that but like um how, how it, i'm trying to word this in a way like uh i'm just trying to find how to, how to word this like he's not stupid but like no because he's quick on his feet relatively like, like there are certain he had, things, yeah. he had wits about him but it was just like a lack of common sense like there was something that just kind of disconnected so that like the way that he thinks isn't isn't the norm it just isn't okay uh, i i didn't know if they were trying to just play off that he was just like dumb or something like that you know i thought like and that's that's another thing that's confusing and i think we've had this conundrum before so far in this film where it's like, or not so far in this film, but in this journey through 52 years of film where we watched 1970s MASH, and we were like, do they want us to like mm. them? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that the goal of this movie? And I think the part of the goal of this movie in specific is, like, trying to get you to, like, at least kind of, like, try to make you think about how you feel about this guy. Mm. whether you empathize with him or not like you take that with you and uh i think it was just so clear mm. all the different places you see this film's influence like obviously the joker uh there were so many scenes where i was just like this is them in the back room at uh the bada bing and the sopranos just hanging out talking uh bada bing like they were just they like there were some conversations those dudes had that just weren't weren't relevant in any in any way shape or form. Yeah, this uh it man just as a first viewing, you know, like I'm we're I'm fresh off, you know, I'm very fresh off. I've really given no time to think. I've only consumed this random movie um oh yeah like i ju i just watched and finished this 30 minutes ago like when I'm... you think you know like you think you know what's coming next like just think again like you think you know where the movie's going no like i was like okay he's gonna he's gonna kill this you know presidential like or uh candidate oh, and it was like so and obvious like, that like to, and spoilers for the joker here like it was like that's the Robert De Niro in the Joker character who he resents for the wrong reasons and ends up killing, you know what I'm saying? Like, or not the wrong reasons necessarily, but the resents them to a too far I just degree. put those together that De Niro is actually in the Joker too. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, they straight up like just took that movie and they're like, Hey, like, yeah, do you want to, you want to be the bad guy in this one? Like, do you want to be your, like, dude, like, I, that's insane how similar these movies are. Like, it kind of makes me, like, 
I don't know. It kind of elevates Joker for me a little bit. No, I mean, like, I get that. Like, it's so clearly influenced, and it does get its. I don't know. It does have its pros outside of it, but like, I'm down to the wardrobe, bro. There were outfits this dude that this dude wore that I was like, I saw this in in that movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a line where it's like paying homage and like drawing inspiration, and then. Like, there's a line of just straight up stripping something and using it as, like, your own, you know? And, like, I feel like the Joker kind of went a little too far. Like, uh, like, they're paying homage, definitely, by, like, by just taking the script and and just changing Taxi Driver to the clown. Um, I don't know, that... That's kind of crazy. I really liked the Joker movie. Like, I thought it was, like, original (laughs) whenever I watched it. I thought it was, like, really original. And, like, wow, that's such a creative story. And, like, it was, like, sad, depressing, but, like, riveting. Like, wow. (laughs) You're watching this going, wow, this is a really original story. It's just sad, but riveting. Wow. Wow, man. That, like, this is... This is why we're doing this, you know? Exactly. It's exactly why we're doing this. Like, if we would just would have had this movie knowledge, we would have watched Joker and been like, oh, this is Taxi Driver. You know, <laughs> this like... Is taxi Driver. Like, we, we had the opposite reaction that you should have. Like, uh, people, like, are, like, I don't know, I guess our age just... I don't know. Haven't really. It seen, like, it's not a movie that. It's like, what are you going to do? Like, but we should have had the opposite reaction. We should have been watching Joker and been like, "Oh, this is Taxi Driver," instead of being like, "Oh, this is the Joker." Like from yeah, Taxi Driver. yeah, I get you. I but, get uh, you. <laughs> but I, I'm glad you know. It's now that we know, we know now. You know. Well, and like I'd read that everywhere. Whenever the Joker was coming mm-hmm. out, it was like this is it's it's very much so and like. It's in the same. I I never read to what extent mm. it seemed to be derived from this movie. I just read that it was like, oh yeah, that movie is so obviously inspired by, by Taxi Driver, and like fuck, it's it stands out whenever you watch this after you've watched the Joker. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of wild. Um, but I really do. I think that uh. I I I do think this movie is very visually visually stunning. Uh the colors are incredible. Uh the the montages of him driving in his car driving mm. in his taxi of just the road and the rain and the blurred lights every once in a while. I just loved that. It looked awesome. The opening title sequence was fucking cool and the end like of the camera like Going like from the ceiling, from the ceiling, like, and then like yes. that shot was so cool. Like, oh, that was my that favorite time, shot of the movie. I was thinking like, okay, damn, this is nineteen like seventy six. Like, that's a legitimate camera, like moving on a big ass crane above a whole set. Like, that's legit in camera. Like, yeah, like you can't have a CG camera like you know back. Then. Like, I'm no. like, damn, they really did that. And like everyone's just laying there, and they're like. It looked real. Standing perfectly still. Like, they, they like, made it, like, some sort of, like, renaissance painting to top the movie off. Like, it was, like, 
like it was some romantic like and that was the thing is that they really romanticized the shit out of this ending and i do like the perspective that you throw out there at the end well let's let's talk let's mm. let's get to the end in a little bit let's <laughs> talk more about the uh the core of this film you know whenever travis uh it really starts taking off whenever he discovers uh the angel betsy uh betsy and uh, he starts following her around and is really, 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 really coming on strong uh, to a point where you're like, God damn, man. Like, I was like, you did a good job in that first interaction, even though it was still super creepy. Like, you still managed it. And I don't know how you did that. Good. Good on you. But, bro, you can't do that again. You can't keep doing it. And then the fact that you go on one date. And you keep calling her and calling her and calling her. You come to her place of work and threaten to fight people there. I, bro, you're in the wrong here. He just doesn't realize, man. That's the that's the whole thing about him is that he doesn't know that he's like wrong. Like he's very literal, like very very literal. Like, very. like you should see what a forty four Magnum can do to a person. He gets a 44 Magnum, you know, like, God the, like everything that he's told by people, like he legitimately takes that, like, as advice, the wizard, his grand advice that he gave him, you know, of, uh, yeah, once you have a job, that's what you become and that's who you are. You know, you never change and that's okay. Or, uh, it's what you're it's supposed to be. That's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That was one of my notes. Uh, yeah, it was. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And like, I, I was writing my notes. Like, as he was speaking, I wrote, The wizard quite possibly gave the worst advice speech a man could have. And then I, and then I hear De Niro go, I don't That's know. About the- That's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> And then I'm like, no, it was thank perfect. you. I was like, oh wow, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, you really, you really knew exactly <laughs> where I was going with that. Uh, and and you know that that does motivate him for a while. It's uh, and you know this, it's it's driven by his lonesomeness. This dude's so terribly alone because days never end. He's so tired and he cannot go to sleep. No one to spend his time with. He drives alone in a car all the time with people in the backseat literally divided from him. Uh, like it's a great metaphor. Like the taxi, like I didn't understand, like I didn't, I just thought like the, the taxi part was just part of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really think too much about it, but like he doesn't get treated like a person. It makes people perfect do, sense. Like people do whatever they want in the back of his cab and then expect that he just won't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a service, you know, like yeah. he's not even human at that point no yeah and like that's that's one of the things that uh can be taken and go that's what this movie did well is that it's like it really portrays lonesomeness in this uh real way that is relatable that you don't like you're obviously like we don't take it to that level that's obviously the level of someone who has something wrong Mm -hmm. going on and needs help uh but it can also be the whole like hey there are there are less white male rage ways to show lonesomeness. Uh, Cause this dude just gets angry and is like, and like blatantly racist throughout the movie. Like, he's just like, 
I don't know, man. Like whenever he takes him aside and is like, we can get, like he's just like grappling with the thought of wanting to kill people. He's like, I don't know, man. Just get, I'm just getting these bad thoughts. Like and like he like recognizes them as something he mm. shouldn't want to do, but it's like absolutely something he can't keep his mind off of. And it's like, God damn, this dude is sick. Yeah, he was. I don't know. I did feel, I I did feel bad for him. Like I think, like it's it's a it's like a, I he's like innocent in a way, like, but not. You know, and that's that's the thing is that he's like the whole, and this is what I think the Joker did well is that I think the whole Arthur Fleck being a victim of the system thing, uh works a little better there through the the lack of support through his disability checks and stuff like that like that makes sense uh and then this does too you know the way we treat our veterans like this dude can't get a well-paying job and then can't get on welfare and can't get all this like can't get any of this shit he has to work seven days a week sometimes literally all day and all night like and even down to the diary journals, like Joker's the same. Like even like I'm every detail. Like that's kind of crazy that they got away with that. Like that's wild. I really don't want to bring this to the Joker too much, uh, because but this not. is like is the original. You know, like. The, the, no, but like, like uh, something in recent, like this, it the whole context of this thing. We are watching it in 2022. Like that's, and what we've seen recently that has been clearly influenced is the Joker. So that's a fair topic to bring up, I think. Yeah, it's, it's uh like, man, I don't know. I was just like, this guy's just in just a real like the wrong place, wrong time. Like he's just not getting the help he needs like it, it, he just he felt innocent you know like he felt like everything around him was doing it to him you know like, well, and what was interesting about like the the wizard character the way that whenever they're sitting down and they're being like real homophobic mm. about the two guys that were in his backseat and then like the guy was like well hey you should tell him they should go to california and they're and then they're like no shit. Yeah, yeah, California, you know, you get a divorce, you know, you get to split it up and stuff. Like it's 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 legal. They're like, like yeah, California's way ahead up there. Yeah, they're way ahead of their t- they're way ahead out there, you know, California. I was like I was and then like, whenever he takes him outside and he's like he can wizard looks at him and he goes what something's got you down, huh? And he's like, yeah, they got me real down. And he's like holding back tears and he's like happens to all of us, man. Like it seems like it seems like all of them are kind of <laughs> held back by the the constraints of 1976. It's it's so it's it's so strange. Uh, mm. Yeah, they all all of those other taxi drivers kind of felt like the same person, just in different bodies. Yeah. Um, to me, like it, it was kind of like they were all just uh, one guy. Well, I think that was kind of the point, you know, yeah. he says, you know, you, you, you do a job for so long, you become that job, you're okay doing that job. And That's they all true. became the job. They all have the same experiences. They all do the same shit every night. They're bound to start being the same, mm. uh, which I think is an interesting statement to make, you know, and, uh, and I think it's, I think it's something this, this movie was definitely trying to tell you. And I think it's something that like Travis actively tries to avoid. Mm. 
Like, I think whenever he goes and meets with them, he kind of resents them. Like, not, like, just, a, I get that, well, I get the sense of resentment towards everybody from Travis. I think mm. that's kind of part of his thing. Uh, but you really feel it there. Like, I, I don't think he really likes the people he's around Mm-mm. at all. And no. whenever he finds Betsy, he lashes on to Betsy. Now, uh, you know, whenever the whole Betsy thing doesn't work out, drives him further into his lonesomeness, right? Drives him to the point where after he has looked uh, this senator in the eye, been like, yeah, love you, man. We're going to. I'm going to vote for you. I told everybody to vote for you. I want to put your sticker in here, but they wouldn't let me. They don't know anything, man. They don't know anything. Uh, that he was like, all right, fine. I'm going to buy every gun and I'm going to, I'm going to shoot him with it. Uh, and it was just that freaking drawer slide thing he made. Not going to lie. Pretty freaking sick. Like, no, that's incredibly like, and that's, that's the thing is that like, here's another example of something where it's like, he's clearly not a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Uh, he know shit, like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, no, that, that was some genius level shit right there. Like, as That's far an... as like concealing a weapon and like for a for an assassin, like if you're going for that sort of thing, like that dude had like he had it down. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was just his. It was just his nerves that really fucked him in the end. Whenever he's being like really yeah. holding on to the inside of his jacket, it's like. And you already talked to this, to the guy for like an extended period of time. Come on, man, you were weird as fuck. The mohawk. What? What do you think? Uh, like, what do you think's inconspicuous about a mohawk? You, what? Like, there was no nothing. It was just oh, as a mohawk now. You know, like no nothing. Just boom, there it is. Yeah, that little pan up, and uh, where they were like, whoop. Oh yeah, he's got a new haircut. I was like, what? I was like, whoa. And, uh, I. If you're... Another, one of the interesting things about this movie, though, is the guilt that he kind of carries for being, uh, the service and not a person. So it's like, not only does he view himself in some way as a victim, but then on top of that, he. Becomes he feels like guilty. he's part of the problem. He feels like he's part of the problem as well whenever, you know, the 12-and-a-half-year-old sex worker gets in the back of his car and is like, please take me away from I hope that's a lie. Like, I hope he was lying, like, just saying that because, like, the younger the number, like, would be more appetizing. Like, I I hope, like, was, she, is, was she supposed to be 12-and-a-half? Like, the actress was 12-and-a-half. The yeah, Kansas the City actress... Film Critics Circle Award awarded her the best supporting actress. Oh, and she um, deserved it. And yeah. the fact and knowing that she was twelve, wow! Whenever she was acting in this is incredible. That's she insane. pulled that role off fucking incredibly. She was so... and Jodie Foster. It's wild because the most recent thing I watched with her in it was Hotel Artemis. Uh, did you ever watch that movie? Mm-mm. Uh, well, she's the nurse at Hotel Artemis, and it's so funny because. She's she's like gray haired and like the old wizened lady kind of, and Not then now 12. I'm now I'm taken back to a moot like her earliest film mm. where she is a twelve year old girl 
and it's like holy fucking shit and you know it's interesting that this is this is the thing that Travis can latch on to and recognize as something he needs to fix they ultimately figured out a way to make you go okay like there there is an outlet in which his rage while completely inappropriate and executed on horribly at least it's directed, isn't as evil yeah, like at least it's, it's like directed it's, towards it's directed evil. towards a a greater a positive evil. goal it's 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 a lesser evil taking out a greater evil i guess you know it's i mean like, if you feel if you feel like if you're not fucking with uh this guy here, Travis Bickle, you better not be fucking with uh, Hawkeye, Clint Barton. I'll tell you that much. Uh, that's what I'm gonna say. It's the same. It's the same thing. You ain't fucking with. You ain't fucking with Travis Bickle. Don't be fucking with Clint Barton, Hawkeye. True. That's the same thing, right there. Yeah, he's uh taking it up to himself. He thinks. Uh, I mean. That, like, $20 bill, you know, it was, like, the constant reminder that, like, reminded him of, like, that he could have stepped in. And, like, that was the – I think that was the only thing that was, like, uh, making me still empathize for him. Like, making me still think he was innocent, you know. Was that, like, that he was constantly being reminded and he was, like, fuck. Like, Yeah, dang. and you see, like, that, that showed me there might have been a shred there, but it doesn't gain my sympathy. Mm. Because, like, you did you did watch him – Toss the twenty in. You did. You did let him take away the girl. You did watch him in your rear view, and then you did drive off. You don't like, and I. I don't think he like for me as I was watching that scene, and he was like thinking about it. I think he was just trying to seem good, mm. like a like. Man, should I really take this twenty? And then it's ultimately like. I already did all the other shit. I might as well just take this fucking 20. I already let it happen. The 20's right here. I might as well take the 20. And it's just kind of letting him get these. It's kind of easing him into doing bad things. Like, mm. it's like, all right. I have final take. one theory in this movie. I and I it. don't think it's that much of a stretch. Gotcha. Is that. From the point at which Betsy, Betsy, Betsy denies him. He hangs up the phone, doesn't get talked to anymore. He's going mad, you know, down. he's down. He hears the guy, murder guy, like the guy who, who had his wife cheat on him or whatever, talk mm -hmm. to him. And was like, I'm, I'm, you know, you really think I'm sick, don't you? From that point on. I think it could have been like a dream sequence or like a vision that he had. Like he didn't actually do this and it, it was all in his head to try to win back Betsy. Like this is, this was his grand was his plan, plan to win back the girl. And like at the end, um, like my, in my notes, I was like, um, 
is this really how it ends? And then I was like, wait, was this all a dream? And then I was like, wait, or is this like now his heaven that he's in at the end where he's like back to normal? Like, is that really happening? You know, was that really after all of this that happened, like that that's happened? And like, the reason that I'm even theorizing about this is his whole bulletin board of like the newspaper clippings and the letter, like the letter, like words were spelt wrong. So you think he might have wrote it to he himself? He wrote it himself. I think that was the idea because the only other time they showed his writing and his his handwriting was the exact same in the letter that he was going to send his parents. Yeah. yeah. So like I this is either like his heaven or like his fantasy like at the end or like he legitimately did that stuff. But like I don't know why the letter would be written he would write that you know like no yeah i think uh i think that it's probably i think that from the time we see that part we hear the like i think he dies on the on the couch and then the rest is like the purgatory that's kind of like his head working hard to make his last moments comfortable like, hey, you were a hero, you did this, this is what'll happen. You'll recover, and one day you'll get in that taxi, and she'll be in the back, and you'll be able to just drive off because you did this, you did good. Mm. Uh, but ultimately, I think that because that's, he doesn't that's more get right. out of that car and go with her, and he does just drive off, I think that probably means that's him on his way out like that makes perfect sense him driving off is him dying oh yeah uh, yeah that's yeah that makes way more sense because he did it all he did it all it, like that's what that last scene makes clear is he did it all to do to try and get her back and in his head he goes that would have did it oh right, i'm good <laughs> oh, not oh that's just like oh god no it makes me feel like even worse for him because like he thinks that would have actually worked <laughs> you know like <laughs> come on man like i don't know as a master plan like if he really did plan that out and that was just in his head like maybe like uh the like the senate uh, the senator or the presidential uh, candidate was like real. Yeah. That was the real part. But then the iris part was just like, uh, or maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, my theories blown. It's just gone now. Like, uh, I was just confused at the end because like, I was like, wait, is this legitimate? Like, is this happening? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that this dude lived through that i'm like no way this dude lived through this no yeah and i think that's i think that's an important part of the movie is that like if he like i think that if this movie ends the way it ends on the surface it's not like the messaging's just like what the fuck were we even trying to accomplish here like what were we doing uh yeah. I think it really is just a deeper, like, I really do think that he is existing in his own little unreliable narrator fantasy by the end. Uh, 
the way that we kind of see Joker at the end of his movie in an alternate reality in his head, telling a story while he's talking to a therapist and ultimately murders that therapist. Like, it's like, I think we're dealing with an unreliable narrator. The whole story's told through him. We literally get a first person writing in his journal. There's a good chance that none of the, like, there's a chance that some of it definitely didn't happen. Hmm. This, uh, Huh. What a movie actually. Like uh It's an interesting one. It makes you think a lot. Uh I will say I didn't have the funnest time watching it. Yeah, as an enjoyment, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not high on the enjoyment meter by any means. Very well done. Extremely well acted. Uh and and even well written at several points. It's just like uh I, I I have trouble pulling a point from from the film. It was just kind of it just kind of seemed like a a demise into psychological terror that resulted in violence that Scorsese could portray on screen in a bloody fashion, which he is known to do. What's the point of the Joker? Like Good the question. system, is it really the, it's not really anything related to the Joker. It's really just the, I think that's what, oh, the, yeah. this it's movie like, it's, is, this movie is not about, yeah. Oh, it's not, it's more about, it's more about how he was a victim of the system. I, I think, yeah, I feel like it's like the real, like the real world, like theme. It's not like we were just seeing it through the lens of a psychotic, crazy yeah. person, like. Who needed help and didn't get it at any point. Uh, I, that's the only thing I can pull out. Like, Oh yeah, me too. And like, I think that's, I think that's definitely, definitely ultimately the point. Hmm. Uh, it's just, uh, and it, it's also interesting because, you know, we see the way that Iris reacts at the end. That's an extremely traumatic scarring event. And I'm sorry if Travis dies there and all those men are dead and all then those cops show up. I don't know how hard they try to There's a line get... they said earlier in the movie, like a conversation between the two. He's like, Why don't you go to the cops? Well, you know they won't do anything. Yeah. Do you think they did anything for her? No, they didn't. They didn't. No. That's like... another that's another example as a vic- of a victim of the system. Like it's just kinda like at every turn, and that's why he took such offense whenever everyone was like, what are you, a, what are you, a cop? Mm. No, I'm not a cop. He just right. sit there and stare at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, because he, if you are a part of the system, you are an enemy to him. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, the camera work, like, while he's having like his breakdown or like while he's going like psychotic, like uh there are many times where the camera like does like a one eighty. Like it, it shows yes. like here and then it shows like ninety degree and then another ninety degree. So it like yeah. legitimately shows you the complete one eighty. Like the flip that he's just going through just, you know, mm-hmm. crazy. Like 
that like out, just camera work like that i love like there well like, and there was that part a, that part right in the heart of the movie where betsy turns him down on the phone and the camera pans away from him before the conversation's even done and just lingers on the hallway yeah like the the camera work was done so well like It's almost gotta, like the camera was another character, like in the movie. Oh, you know, like it was get, used so much. The like, visual storytelling was so so effective because what that tells me, you pan away from him in that moment, and then he walks into frame. We're entering a new, a new chapter in this dude's cascade into into psychosis, like. Just a lot of metaphors in this movie everywhere like everywhere there's a metaphor like i like that's kind of the brilliance of the movie is like everywhere you look you can kind of draw some crazy metaphor for something mm. like the taxi driver like you said like the literal division between him and the people in there like just all night the night's going into another like it, it's look like it's a literal metaphor for like someone just going down the spiral, like basically like it's a per like perfect job or just a perfect role for this movie. And like, I don't know this. I'm not really, I don't really want to say this movie is genius or anything like, uh, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's inarguably well done. That's, that's the thing is that like, uh, no matter how uncomfortable, yeah. yeah, it's so visually appealing and so uh, well acted that you your instinct is to go, fuck, that was brilliant. Uh, it's just that, like, I think it just lacks some some plot. Like, it's just kind of like there's no like redeeming quality, you know, like not not in the not really like the, it's not supposed to be, you know, like. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the whole point is that there's not supposed to be redemption for someone like that. You know, like if you make those decisions, like even though he is, I don't know. Is it really him making those decisions though? Like, I mean, it is, but like. Is the statement they're making in the movie that the system has pushed him to a point where he feels he needs to do this? Is that what they're trying to say to me? And to that, I'd say. I love I love an anti-establishment sentiment, but you're responsible for your actions at a point. And when it comes to murder, that's the point. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that. uh, It's pretty unforgivable there. Like. Uh, not not just one person, not just two. But three, four, four people. Five. <laughs> murdered four people in the building itself where was it Iris was and murdered the guy earlier in the movie at the... Because there was the guy that was with Iris at the time, the guy who was, like, you paid for the room, and then there was... Oh, no, then there was just one more guy who tried to who tried to shoot him. Yeah, so four guys? Five guy at the door the the pimp the sport pimp, sport the guy at the door that had the cover feet the guy that was in the room with iris and then the guy at the at the drugstore so four 
Oh, the drugstore. That's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... uh. And it was also interesting that his first kill was the one that it was like, and it was, it was very, it was very purposeful that they were like, they were, they tried to get him in with one that he would feel all right about doing. Mm. This guy's getting held at gunpoint, turns on me pointing a gun, I'll shoot him. And let's not act like him being black wasn't a part of it absolutely a part of why he shot this man point blank as soon as he turns around uh and that's absolutely part of why the dude who watches him do it is like that's cool get on out of here i'll figure this out that's crazy and then just starts beating him that's crazy that like, in the chaos of this movie i just forgot that that happened yeah like i like that's insane like so much happened like in that span like wow yeah, I, I completely forgot. Holy crap! Yeah, he, yeah. No, I don't really. Yeah, I don't have uh, any empathy for for this guy anymore. Now that I really like of what he did, like he went on a tear. Oh. Like, oh yeah, he went on a killing spree because I mean, like he literally tells the guy, "I've been getting some bad thoughts, man." Like he, it, what he wants to do is kill. It, it, it kind of like he's looking for the right people to kill. But nevertheless, he has an urge to take life. And that's really what the source of his his anger is here. I mean, not the source of his anger, but like the well of his anger has gotten to this point. Mm. Uh, and as per usual, I hit the high notes here. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are points where I was a lot more sucked into the movie than I wasn't. So it's a little back and forth and it's... Uh, you know, total, like, I, I disengaged for a while from the notes and just went ahead and sunk into the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but I started with what a credit sequence here up front, because that shit was really, really pretty, really fun to look at. All the, the, the lights running together and stuff, and it being all trippy as fuck. Was sick. Kind of in a haze, a drug-induced haze, psychotic haze, sort of, uh, you know, and then my next note is porno theaters are expressly designed for the insomniacs, apparently, because uh, he goes to the dude's desk and is like, uh, hey, I'm an insomniac. I can't sleep at night. So I want to be a taxi driver. He's like, that's what porno theaters are for. And I'm like, oh, so like it's like you can't sleep. Go to the theater where they're showing sex movies on repeat. And that's all. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really get it. Uh <laughs> I think it was just supposed just, to like they have... further the desensitization mm. of this guy. And like the place they ate was that like only for taxi drivers? Like cuz they walked through the door, they got like it like it was very like uh efficient like like he got a card like every time he walked through the door, like a ticket, you know, and I don't know. Like it seemed like they even ate like they ate at the same place every time. True. Like it was the same place. I think it would like that building, like that e diner, or whatever, is only meant for cab drivers. Like, yeah. So literally, they only like they're only around other cab drivers. Like everywhere they go. Like, unless you're unless you're an insomniac and you're up all throughout the day and night, you're only around cab drivers. Damn. New York, I, that'd be that's just rough. 
like to make it there. Holy crap. Like that'd be so hard. That would be so hard to make. Like, I, well, do, do me a favor here. Do you got that Watchmen graphic novel sitting nearby? I do. Will you open that up and look at the first couple pages and tell me it doesn't remind you of, uh, of, you know, Travis's little journal entry about the city being scum and how the rain will come down and wash out its filth. Uh, I feel like that was a direct, direct influence from this movie was that Alan Moore writing the Watchmen took Rorschach and was like, all right, he will also be Travis Bickle. Hmm. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab all over, the the vermin will drown. You know, the, that's yeah. that's the, that's just an eloquent Travis Bickle. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up about their waists, and all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, "Save us!" Yeah, like uh, like a you know a Tony Soprano rant, you know, just uh, everything's gone to shit, and no, nothing's. I feel good like I anymore. came in on the back end of this I, thing. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, all just different versions of. I mean, we got it in a a Clockwork Orange, even with the the homeless dude went off, you know, like that. Uh, it's a uh, a common common uh character trait in movies like well, these. It seems or like a. Uh, reaction common reaction and I, I i one of the things i love about this movie is that like travis directly tells the senator who's in charge of new york this place fucking sucks somebody should do something about that and uh like, the guy sitting next to him is like oh fuck that's like that's like directly his job guy <laughs> uh and uh you know the guy's like, all right, I think I hear what you're trying to say, man. Uh, I'll get the I'll get the fuck on out of here. But I I love that like, uh, he, he can't he just can't take a hint, you know. Oh, his resentment for like, he doesn't even know where his resentment is is meant to be placed. He just knows he harbors this resentment. Hey, uh, in your cab, you have the guy who can do something about it right there. The guy who's responsible, you know, I mean, not solely responsible, but a guy who can do the very thing you're saying, you know, he's, <laughs> he's right there in your cab, you know, and well, and that that's another thing that I think is interesting, too, is that, like, I think there's this. There's two ways you can look at what he was saying, like it is the political, like, get out on the streets and clean it up way. And then there's the way that he does it later on in the movie by breaking down shooting a dude up against a door going inside and killing everybody in there that's the other way he he intends on washing the city out uh that's one of my notes is when he said i think i know what you mean i said i just wrote do you question mark yeah. like that's what i wrote uh I, I was wondering what do you meant and then you brought that up and i i remembered uh but yeah yeah i don't think he actually knew what he meant uh what he was thinking of cleaning up the trash in New York, but uh, <laughs> wow! Did uh, for some reason, Robert De Niro reminded me exactly of Jack, the main character of Lost, when he went Mohawk oh, mode in that jacket. I don't know, like, 
the pan up, like showing him with the mohawk for the first time, I'm like, is that is that Jack from Lost? I think that's his name, Jack. The main guy, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's the actual actor? Jack Shepard. No, that's the that's the played by Matthew Fox is is the real guy's name. Uh, I don't know. I I legitimately thought it was him for a second, but then I'm like, oh wait, this is uh 1976, so that's not possible. But but yeah, that was my other. That was my uh, one of my last notes. <laughs> it was Jack. Uh, and now I, that's I, outstanding. Yeah. A lot of my notes are just like uh very brief questions or like reactions. Like, my, yeah, so are mine. Like I have like, <laughs> goddamn, this dude is disturbed. What the hell is this dude just doing sitting here? Uh, bruh, you can't take your girl to a porn on the first date. Uh, comes on a bit strong. This guy's a strange cat, borderline obsessive. Uh, I have one here that says fizzy bubbles. <laughs> yeah, what uh, was that? I think it was just supposed to kind of show you his disconnect. Like, he doesn't have a care in the world what these fucking guys are saying. Like, I I don't have any interest in being here. That's what I thought. I just it was like it seemed like there was a bigger focus on it. Like uh, I don't know. Like I'm like, yeah, he just doesn't really care. Like he he's just zoning out, you know. But it stayed on there for a minute, like awkwardly long. I guess that's the point <laughs> the, of of this whole thing. Just to, to yeah. make you feel awkward the whole movie. Yeah, I'll I'll say it uh it certainly did that uh it's interesting coming off of like the Clockwork Orange cuz that really is like the comparison we can draw most recently amongst the movies we've watched uh for this project anyway. It's like it 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 definitely intends on making you uncomfortable. But this felt it, different. It was It takes a back seat to something. Like the uncomfortability was like the whole point of the clockwork orange. The uncomfortability was just kind of something that came with this movie is what it felt like. Uh, that makes like, yeah, I, I can, I came out of a clockwork orange enjoying it. You know, I'm like, Oh, like I get it. You know, like th- this movie was crazy. You know, it took me on a roller coaster, but I get it. Like all this uncomfortability was for a reason. And I totally understand it. Like, this movie was awesome even. You know, I like this movie. Um, how crazy it was. But this one, I come out of the movie like, what? That's actually it? Like, uh, I don't know. This is where, this is where, uh, this is where it ends. Because it's just kind of like, nothing. No retribution. Not going to attempt any sort of, nothing. The jazz? The theme? Mm. beautiful that that Uh fucking score was brilliant Mm. it was a brilliant score um same literally just the same song over and over and over to the whole over and over and over was there another another was there another song in the movie i think it might have been a few different songs they just had the same exact sort of feel (laughs) and i think it was kind of the point to make you feel like he's experiencing the same thing over and over and over and over uh, and I think that's that's definitely a part of a. I think it's definitely a part of the point. Uh, but yeah, I don't really. 
I don't have another, I don't have a lot of other notes. Uh, I said one of my notes here is incredibly unfortunate with the scene about the 12 year old girl. Mm. Just kind of the whole thing made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a uh, Jodie Foster acting her ass off for a 12 as a 12 year old. Uh, oh, damn. Some astrology. He's mm. a Libra. I'm a Libra. That's why we get along so well. Mm. You're a Scorpio. I can always tell. <laughs> that was that. Yeah. She played a really good role. Like she played that role. Well, like, I, I don't know. I didn't expect her character to be big at all in the movie. Like at all. Um, but she killed it. Like good on the Kansas city film critics circle award, uh, group on, on giving her best supporting role. Um, she deserved it. Amen. She deserved that shit big time. Uh, just for what she had so, to go through. Just that awkward. Oh, like, yeah. For that alone. Yeah. Like, oh, that. I mean, I get like. It's. That's just weird, man. Yeah, it, it is just weird. Yeah, it's, it's like, weird no matter how you no, spin it. Yeah, it was an nope. actual 12-year-old actress yep. having to do it's some actually weird. strange things. No, it's it's actually weird even on the production side of yep. it. Uh, I was trying to find any – nope, I couldn't. Like, I, there was nope. nothing. It's just weird. It's not – yeah, yeah, just weird. Yeah, just rather weird. not think about it. Uh, <laughs> Moving forward. But yeah, Jodie Foster is an incredible actress. Uh, sorry. She did a she did a – sorry. She did a really good job. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot else to say about this movie. Uh, I think we kind of got it all out there. Uh, it was a wild one, a wild ride to take. I think, uh, the place to start is just our enjoyment rating. Um, I think you're right. Cause, uh, it, a three is high. Um, that's where I'm at. Like I was thinking, like I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, I, 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 good. and I'll get more to that later. Like what I did think was good. Uh, it was good, but I didn't, I didn't like watching it. Uh, it won't be one that I revisit anytime soon. Uh, and I think that's a really big factor in my enjoyment rating part of it all. Mm. I think uh, I think the rewatchability aspect is a huge part of my enjoyability, it's and true. this just didn't. This just doesn't have that for me. I guess if you know uh, what's coming, maybe, but still, what's the point? Nah, I mean, like, like there's, if there's... you're gonna watch a Martin Scorsese movie, I'd, I'd just watch something else. Yeah, and yeah. we'll get we'll get to some more of those later on down the line, but like. Like I'm thinking, it's, like a two and a half, or maybe even lower. Like, nah, I, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool throwing a two and a half. Like at a two and it. a half. I'm, I'm comfortable seems, with like that. just middle of the road. You know, like it's a good movie in the aspects that it like it is like the camera work and visually, but like every th- part, like every el- it doesn't outweigh else. how uncomfortable it made yeah. me at points. Yeah, I'm uh yeah I'm I'm comfortable giving her a two point five in in that. How, what's the genre here? Uh, uh, thriller, drama, cycle like draw like it's on IMDb as crime and drama. Crime and drama. As far as a crime film, uh, I'd go four. And as far as a drama film, 
4.25. So like 4.15 overall in that drum and that genre category. Like it's like, it did a good job at what it was trying to do. Uh, it's, it's not the best. And, and you know, three, four might be con- given it a little uh, for the yeah. crime, for the crime genre. Like it might actually be like a straight up four in the genre side of things. Maybe even, maybe even lower, but I'm, I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna go four. I think that's uh, fair. Cause like in the part where it lacks for crime, it like the drama, it, like, it really ramps as a, it up as a drama. Like and, it gets intense. I think it, it. I think it should be pointed out that I was like severely bored for a good half of this movie. I yeah. was not into it. I was not into it for a while. Uh, it wasn't until uh, you talking to me. Are you talking to me? I'm the only one here. Who else you be talking? I'm the only one here. Who else could you be talking to? You're talking to me. You and fucking I was like. Fuck- Fucker, this the like him going. Oh yeah. man, I can't believe that's what this is from. Yeah, like you talking to me. Yeah, that was like yeah, a part of the movie. You're totally right. You're out of the movie completely. Then you hear, like you're like, wait a minute, you talking to me? I've heard that before. Like no, like I, and the, I, you know, I told it, and my dad it, about. I told my dad, I went upstairs, I was like, "We wa- I just watched Taxi Driver. We're about to record on it. And he was like, you talking to me? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I cannot believe that's what this I what thought it was from. Godfather or like, I don't know. Like, I was, I was expecting to hear it in Godfather too. Um, and I guess I just didn't really think about it, you know, just because, I don't know, I didn't hear it. But yeah, no, like yeah, when it I popped don't... up, like you're totally, like, th- it like it drawed me back and it's just a natural part of the movie where you're going to get drawn back because oh yeah the whole the whole thing where he's training with the guns that's definitely the part where the movie takes a turn and becomes a little bit more like okay now we're getting to the rising action of this film it's not, it's less about him being so incredibly hard to watch uh, can we talk about how the most put together organized person in this entire movie take betsy out is the gun dealer who's also a dealer for everything else. He's the Dude, like that man was on point. Said he had anything bro, ready for you to buy. Bro was a salesman. Literally. That's what he is. He's not you don't there's nothing in front of his name. He sells all. He's a salesman. He that's all he does. Just That's all. Was that the same guy that brought him a piece of the bathtub earlier in the movie? I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Because whenever that happened, the bathtub thing, I'm like, wait, is he gonna like realize that he can just start selling stuff and that he's gonna is he becoming like a mob boss? Like, is this like a weird mob? Like, is this a mob movie? Like, it's Robert De Niro. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he becomes like a mob guy. Um, that bet, yeah, I don't. know. That just kind of hit me. I wonder if that if the dealer was the same guy as the. No, no, because he introduces him. Like yeah, as someone like completely like, new, he like, hops out of the car and he's like, "Hey, this is Paul, the salesman." Yeah, uh, and that's just like his whole name. That's his whole thing. <laughs> he was like, "I can get you an Escalade, pink slip, and everything, two thousand dollars." Get you anything? I was like, uh, <laughs> "I can get you anything, Coke, up as weed," and, and like he just like kept going. And I was like, "God damn, this man's really on it." Yeah, no. uh, really about his hustle. Uh, but with <laughs> that, what do we, we settle on a four in the genre side of things? That's fair. 
Yeah, this one, this is the interesting rating that, I, like, for the movie, as a film, like, how this movie does. Um, because, like, as a film, like, the writing and, like, the story is, is part of it, you know? Like, it's not all camera yeah. work and visuals and stuff like that, like. And that that leads me to, a, to I mean, it was it was good. Like, there's enough good things about this that critically I can look at it and go, this is a good movie. It's not, it's not. Like I gave it a two and a half in my enjoyability, but it was absolutely worth the one watch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Like I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Uh, and that can only be said whenever critically it was good, but I wasn't gonna enjoy it. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna throw a four point two five at it for what I think critically it does. I think it loses some steam because of just how poorly it's aged. Mm. Uh, it kind of suffers from the same stuff that uh, Mash and A Clockwork Orange before it suffered from. Uh, it just it's not it's just not going to play as well now. Uh, this... However, that doesn't take all the way from what it was, mm-hmm. and uh, it definitely deserves its love. So four point two five is definitely where I'd, I'd I'd end up there. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say like at the lowest low would be like. Three eight is like the lowest I'd go as a film, and like the highest mm. I'd say would be like a a four three. I'd say would be yeah, like that's, the highest. That, that was my um, high, and I I I, I but I I'd be willing to take it down a little bit if you're willing to go if you're if well, you were willing to go as low as three point eight. Like, I mean, in the month of February, Jaws, uh, as a film, we gave it a four point eight. Um, like a good film. That was a great film. Uh, I I feel as if four two is a little high. Um, I feel maybe like four, like a a four is kind of more fitting. All right, all right. Meet me in the middle there. Give me a four one. You know, you made me an offer I just couldn't quite refuse. I I think I'll uh, meet you in the middle there. Four one. How about it? Four one. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll agree there on a four one. That average so that shakes is, out to not be that might be a lower one on the grand scheme so far. Average is out to a three point five three. God damn, which is only Second lowest. higher than Mash. Which I like this more than Mash. Did I? Oh, I certainly like it more than Mash. Did I? Yes. I I think I enjoyed it. Like, in terms of enjoyment I got from this movie, it's on the same level as Mash. It's literally the same rating. We gave it the yeah, same like, exact rating. That's funny. Uh, we weren't even comparing, and we gave it the same exact enjoyment rating. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's just like... and A 3-5... That's how it's going to be whenever I can recognize a movie was good, but I wasn't drawn all the way in. Am I going uh, too low there? Am I going too low as a film? It doesn't really bring it up any. I, okay, a four point two five as a film gives it a three point five eight. And a, I mean, it really yeah, is that four, two point five yeah. enjoyment rating that's just destroying yeah, so, it. And like, I think I think a four point one is fair though. I don't think I'm I, think I don't think I'm batting it down too low. Um, I don't think so either. Because like a four point one, that's an eight point two out of ten. Like, yeah, exactly. That's a good movie. That's a great movie. Like, and it. it it is this movie is definitely just like a great first watch. You know, it you won't have to see it again, but glad that you saw right. it. And uh 
I think that's fair. Um, I think it is too. I think, yeah, like every other movie that we've watched so far, like other than MASH, I feel has like been better. Like, I think, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I think think I'm as well. It is interesting, you know, now that, now that we're done with, uh, the second week in February, February right now, we've had Jaws and Taxi Driver. How do those films stack up one by one? with uh, the the total the totality and rating. So, I should really just have Excel do that as well um for me. Um but Jaws was an average of 4.83. So, <sighs> the the highest that we we have is the Godfather Part 1 um with a 4.93. And then now um tied for second is Godfather Part 2 and Jaws. They both yeah. have an average of 4.83. Um, and then you go to A Clockwork Orange with a 4.42. Down to... That one's important for me. Mm. In what way? Side by side. Uh, is A Clockwork Orange that much better to you? Than this movie? Than Taxi Driver? Okay, good. I wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. That was an important that was an important one for me in hearing out loud. And Clockwork uh, Orange, yeah, it's almost a whole point like more than yeah. than uh And I think I and I do think that's a it's interesting because you know what I think that might be a result of? A Clockwork Orange was the second movie we watched. Now we have watched The Godfather and 2 and Jaws. Ah. Uh. Which that's part of the project. That's part of it. So like, I would still rank a Clockwork Orange where it is after watching The Godfather. Oh, oh, I certainly would too. I certainly would too. It's definitely not as. It, it's definitely where it's supposed to be. But I wonder if we do. I wonder if immediately we reflected on it more positively because we hadn't seen this other stuff recently. I see. I think. I mean, it's picking favorites that we've watched so far. Yeah, I guess it's not top three. Like Clockwork Orange, like, actually could have could be my favorite movie that I've watched so far. Damn. Not, like, best, saying it's the best. It just gave me such a movie experience that I was not expecting at all, yeah, and that you. it ended up being somewhat good at the end. This movie, yeah. it gives you that same of like a movie experience that you're not expecting, but then there's no real payoff with it. I feel that. And I feel that. I don't know. A Clockwork Orange, I just... Uh, there's no growth or recession. It's just steady. Whereas in A Clockwork Orange, you get that rise, you get that fall, and you get that rise again at the very end without and I, directly showing I you it. I did watch it again. It's been the only one on the list that I have watched again, Oh, actually. damn. You watched A Clockwork Orange again. I did watch it again. Um... And knowing, like, what's happening and getting past all the dirty, you know, stuff that's in the movie, like, yeah. that you know that's coming, like, it's so good. Like, okay, we said okay. that it could— I might have like, to give it another watch. We said then. that it could be good on—like, re- we said in the pod, I think, of A Clockwork Orange, that it could be a really good rewatch movie, like, and I think we were right. Like, this on second okay. watch, like, I don't know. 
you well then that, hearing that it makes me want to stand by it even more than like I'm like I'm really happy with where we where we have a Clockwork Orange compared to this movie. It's just that like I as I was watching this, I just re- recalled a Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange a lot. Like it it's was, like, it was the only other place we had that sort of darkness. And like it's becoming like one of my favorite just movies in general. Whew. Like just Love the that. the soundtrack, like the no? art, like the uh, the aesthetic of like the like everything. Like uh, I'm into like that more. Like uh, instead of pulling out like the weird parts of of the movie, obviously. Um, but yeah, this I don't know. I really I dig I dig that movie. I think like it deserves up there. Like and it, it, like uh, as comparing to this movie, like a point above sounds right. Like to me. Okay. Okay. Then I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm very comfortable with where we're at. And then, so after a clockwork orange. Mm. Yes. Uh, comes... Sorry. I went on my clockwork orange rant. Um, no, you're cool. Then, uh, so 4.42 then goes to American graffiti with a 4.25. So like Ooh. right under a clockwork orange, basically. Then you go to taxi driver and then mash. So okay. taxi driver with a, 3.53 again, and MASH had a 2.67 average. Man, yeah. So. I, we're doing good still. I'm standing by this mm-hmm. 155%. The uh, average month score for February. Star Wars is going to give a good kick up, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, this one kind of, it'll, well, I guess January has MASH. And that's a low, low one. And this one's kind of middle of the road. That's a lot lower than this one. I think these next two movies coming up, I think in, uh, I don't know, this is going to be a pretty strong It's going to be a pretty strong month here in February. Well, yeah, so that concludes the 1976 Taxi Driver episode. So would that that total out of five end up shaking out to? 3.53. 3.53 out of five stars. And that's that's ultimately a seven out of ten. Which is still good. Uh, which which is still really good. That's still a good movie. Uh, I think that's that's important for context. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the rating out of ten is what people are most accustomed to. They see three point five and they're like, "Oh, this that's low." Was given an eight point two out of ten on IMDb, which is like pretty. Like IMDb is critical too. Yeah, they be they be they be tough with it, and we were a little bit more critical than IMDb this time around, I suppose. Uh, but you know, it is, maybe it is what is, it shall be. Maybe this does deserve a rewatch. Just now, now that you've watched it. Like maybe this is because, okay. Okay. I can see like a clockwork orange. I liked it immediately on the first watch, but then I liked it even more on the, on the second. And I think, I think this movie can only get better with a rewatch. I don't think it can oh, get worse. I, I think that's, I think that's. That could probably be said for all of the movies we've watched so far. Uh, I think that's the value of dramas specifically. Like the only one that I think might actually get worse would be MASH. And that's just because it's a comedy. And whenever you rewatch comedies, the jokes naturally fall more flat. It's just something that happens. Hmm. This is interesting. Like IMDb breaks down the ratings by age too. Um, And younger people like this movie way more than older people. I could say that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh yeah, older people are giving it like a like low 8, high 7 
and then like young people are giving it high eight, like almost nine out of ten. Damn. Which I don't I don't know about that. I don't know about this being a nine out of a ten movie. Like, nah, I can't. That's, that's I can't. insane. And eight is sounding more reasonable. For sure. Um, I'm. But we ultimately landed at that like seven ish like mark. Si- yeah, seven, seven, like seven, one, basically. Yeah. Like, were we a little too hard? I don't know. I don't. I well, no, we weren't because the critic we side of it, we were, we reflected on it well. It really is our enjoyment thing that really curbed the meter. And I think that, like, if we're sticking by our enjoyment thing, like that's going to be a part of all of the movies we watch. Like, if we enjoy it, we enjoy it. If we don't, we don't. That's that's a part of how we're doing things here. Uh. Hmm. Yeah. So I think I think you just gotta you, we just gotta live with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that does conclude the Taxi Driver. That's our 1976 movie, and obviously this project will take us all the way from 1970 for 52 weeks. We will cover a year a movie from each year, uh, 1970 through 2022. 52 weeks. It it adds up nice and nice and pretty. Uh, and next week will be 1977 where me and Joe will finally get to talk about our pride and joy, George Lucas's Star Wars. Mm. Uh, very excited. And uh, this will be the only Star Wars movie I think we talk about as the focal point of a week, a, fri- a, a Friday night episode of the the 52 years of film. Uh, but it's worth it because there's really no movie from 1977 that has had quite the impact that Star Wars had. Uh, Arguably, movie ever. Um, not just the year 1977. So. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I am just ecstatic to to get watching that. And I mean, like, I know it's late. But we might have some talking to do after this. It might be time. So, if you would, head to patreon.com slash bloom where you'll find well over 21 hours of exclusive content at this point. Uh, all that money that I get over there goes back into making sure I can put the podcast on. Uh, it costs money to do this thing. I ain't doing no ad reads. I'm not a sellout, unless, of course, you're interested. Uh, I, if you would, go follow on Twitter at PennyBloomPod, where I'll keep you updated on what exactly we'll be doing week to week here. Uh if a movie idea changes or if anything like that, uh, if any ideas change, that's where you'll be able to find out and, uh, go follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom podcast. I was Colton Robertson joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Please, please do me a favor and remember peace, love and bloom. And you're only as healthy as you feel.